Yeah, he's been amazing. Um, I, I don't know how there can be, but I understand the business. Uh, in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team's had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Dak Prescott, after they lose on Sunday to the Packers, welcome back, Midday Show. And the reason we play that, not that we're just like, oh, let's play Dak Prescott audio. Two things. Number one, that's how you handle a question about your coach getting fired after a game. uh, Jalen Hurts did not do it that way. And two, Hugh, I believe he got McCarthy's job saved. I believe that line, that, that rant there by, or whatever, you know, just a response by Dak Prescott is the reason Mike McCarthy is still the Cowboys coach. He said, it's my fault, too. I understand what the standard is. He's the, he said he's the reason that we've had such a good record as we did. I think that's why that Mike McCarthy's still their coach. I, w- I believe that because it was you, you. You take some of the blame, and you know, not pointing fingers at anybody else, but that is the truth. It's it's on everybody in this situation, and that's one of those things. When you look at the standard for this season and what the what the uh, what the the mantra was. And what the mission was to act like anything else less, you know, is 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 is, is acceptable is crazy to me. And that's kind of what, you know, I heard in in the press conference that Jalen had. And you know, I know a lot of people talking about I'm, I'm picking on him, I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying this is a standard. I'm just pointing out the standard that he set when he got here. And then for you to act like you don't know what the standard is in the NFL to me is is not is not being a genuine individual. That that's the bottom line for me, and I know we can we could dance around that and and talk about well this that or the third, but the bottom line is that's the case. This game, this the NFL is a zero sum game, and anytime that you're in the playoffs, everybody and their mother knows that the ultimate goal is to make it to to Vegas this year. That was the ultimate goal. So to sit there and act like you don't know that the coach's firing is a viable conversation to have to me. Is being disingenuous. Yeah, it's naive. I mean, it, it's it's being naive, and it, I think you're right. It is disingenuous. I think Jalen Hurts knew, and I I I believe Hurts is calculated. He's said it before. He's he, he's he's deliberate in what he says. He, he's not a dummy. I mean, I think he's a smart kid, and he knew what he was saying. He didn't want to endorse the coach the other day, and it holds weight. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine for a Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet. You learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Are a couple polls out right now. We opened the show today. Does Nick Sirianni deserve a chance to fix this? I'm actually surprised at these results early in the show. 54% say yes. I don't subscribe to that. Doesn't deserve it. Let's move on and get a real coach in here. But now a new poll we put up. Should the endorsements from Kelsey and Fletcher, and really the veterans here, factor into Lurie's decision to fire him or not? Like, should this hold weight? Should the player's opinion on the coach hold weight, yes or no, Hugh, what do you think on that? Like, should Lurie take all this into account? The yes. players, especially yes. the veterans. Yes. Yes, I do. I do believe that. See, I, I'm, I'm. This one's hard for me because I did say yesterday. I think Hertz's opinion should matter, but because he's going to be here a while. Yes. They gave him a no trade. He's young. Here's the thing, and like I respect a lot. We all do, you know, Fletcher and Brandon Graham and Jason. 
but they might not be here for him. Like, Siri, if they bring Sirianni back, those guys might not be yeah, here with them. Yeah, I respect your opinion, but you ain't going to be here, so but it you're don't not, really bother yeah, right. you. No, it, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it works like that. I, I think that you, you should, you, if you respect them, respect what they say about this locker room because no matter what, no matter how much money you spend, no matter how many times you go down there, you high five and, and slap people on the bum and give them hugs. You don't know. You don't know the intimate workings of that locker room like they do. You don't know that, and you know you're you're getting. I feel like with those guys, for the most part, you're getting an unbiased opinion about what's going on because you feel, especially with Kelsey, you feel like winning matters over everything else. Because that's what we're talking about here. Like, like where I'm lost when it comes to this locker room is is here is because winning takes precedent over 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 personal feelings and everything else. And it feels like at some point it got personal. Like I, I and I don't know what that is, people. I don't know what that is, but it feels like it became a a power struggle in a way where, you know, it, it was almost like I'm gonna show you. I can show you better than I can tell you. And that's where it went off the rails. And that's where, for me, I feel like strongly that Coach Sirianni should get a second chance because he needs to figure out where he possibly he went wrong or where he lost his connection with his quarterback. But something went wrong where I feel that somehow it became way more personal than it should have been. Yeah, and it, if, and that's a shame if it did because everyone's got to try to be on the same page to win here. here. Here's the way I view stuff like this when it comes to any coach in any sport, the, the end of it. Actions speak louder than words for me. And, and you know, I'll listen to the words if I'm Jeff Lurie. I'll, I'll listen to what Fletcher said yesterday. I'll listen to Jason. I will certainly listen to Jalen Hurts because he's my franchise player right now. But the actions don't speak the actions don't speak well of Sirianni. I mean, the words may say we play for him, we like him, we respect him. You didn't play like that. You didn't. I mean, Dallas Goddard came on this show and said they took teams lightly. That's a poor reflection on the head coach. That's crazy. And the play showed that. It's it's a poor reflection on the head coach. The the wide receiver went out there and acknowledged what we kind of thought is that they're freelancing. <laughs> I mean, that that's a poor reflection on the head coach. 215-592-9494. We'll throw that in the mix as well. Should the player's opinion on all this matter? Should the leaders on this team, Hertz and Kelsey and Fletcher and Brandon, should it matter as Jeff Lurie makes this decision? So it's something just kind of popped into my head a little bit because we're, you know, we talk about Jalen Hurts didn't like the direction of the offense. Was he saying too many vertical routes and stuff? Yeah. But then we have A.J. Brown telling us that Jalen Hurts checked him into a vertical route deep bomb. In the, like, uh, something's not adding up here. Do you that, not agree? Exactly. That's where I'm at. I'm in the same like, place you're in. I, I, did, did we, see, we as fans, we're, we're, we're assessing this situation from bits and pieces of information that we're getting. And it doesn't look good for Coach Sirianni because he's the architect of all this. And let me say, and I want to say this too. It doesn't help that we go back to his first press conference and some of the, like, for lack of a better way of saying it, some of the stupid stuff that come, that's come out of his mouth. Well, that's the, the first right part of saying. being smart is knowing you know what, what I mean? to do. Because I remember vividly being, being down south and I heard his press conference and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And the fact, like, and this is the, one of the most damning things. When someone asks you in a press conference, what's going on with your team to say you don't know, uh... It's not a good. Uh. You're in charge. <laughs> it's like the meme. No, we got to no, find out who the guy it. who did this. I get you. It. Uh, 
It's not probably a good thing to say, dog. Hey, uh, you probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I get it. I get it. You know what word comes to mind? And this is not a great word that you, you want your team to have or your offense to have or your quarterback to have. When Kyle asked that question, like the disconnect or what happened, like you say one spite. I, I think spite. Like, did did they go against it because they they just didn't believe they it was the like right their call? Way, well, their well, way yeah, was better. But yeah. Right. Well, well, that's what's not adding up. Like, if they're going in spite of the coach and we're led to believe that Hurts doesn't like all the vertical routes in the offense – then check into a slant. Right, like it, it's work. It's the opposite. I know. I, I, it doesn't is. make any sense. It is. I, I I do wonder if the way the playoff game went was a matter of. I said this yesterday. All right, fine. We'll do it your way. We'll you do it your way. But but see now your that, way. That's that's not good either. None that, of it's that's good. That's a problem. That's how you scored nine points. <laughs> that is a problem. You know what? I don't like your offense. I'm gonna do it the way you want to do it, and I'm gonna take this L. That's a reflection on you as a quarterback, though. If he did that, yeah, it's it, not a good look. It also may, may ensure you get a new coach the next year. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Bobby, who's up next on WIP. Hey, Bobby. Hey guys, how are you? What's going on? Hey, Bobby, what are you thinking? Not much. Listen, thanks for taking my call. I just got to tell you, you guys have the best program on the show and the best producer. And you, personal note, um, two years ago I went through what you experienced. And uh, you get me through every day by showing up, and uh, you mean a lot. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. I just wanted to talk about our birds, obviously. You know, we have 52 guys on the team. Obviously, not everybody's going to like one another. Most there's probably players that just go through and say hey to one another. As far as the coach, there's probably too many bosses, uh, too many chiefs and no Indians. Mm. I, don't, I don't blame it on Seriani. I really don't. My thing has been the whole whole season, and right after the Jets loss, has been on Jalen. I just think that he is just he regressed tremendously this season, and I think a lot has to do with the contract. A lot was placed on him. I'll give him a pass, but I don't think we have to push the panic button and just right now go out and get a head coach because who are we going to get? We're going to get another puppet in there just to do what Howie and, and what Mr. Lurie wants yeah, to do. Yeah, Bobby, that's a great part, part of this, and it's, it's the biggest one. Like, all right, so let's say they do move on. Are they going to get another guy like you're talking about, a young, inexperienced guy that they try to mold their way? Or would they be willing? Because, I mean, we may never see a head coach class like this again. I mean, you have Belichick, Harbaugh, Rabel. I'm just naming three. Pete Carroll. I mean, you got you got guys that are future Hall of Famers. At least two of those guys are. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of good coaches out there if they want to go the experience route. But you know what, Joe, honestly, the players have to want to play. They stopped playing eight weeks ago. And I'll tell you one thing, Philly fans should be upset about that because they, those, that defense, no offense to you, you, but our great defense laid down this half the season. And they didn't play. Come on, you can't tell me these guys can't tackle. Everybody can tackle in the NFL. Man. That's, what you, that's what they did their, their entire lives. I mean, you saw none of it. And, and, like, I agree totally with what Seth said yesterday. I've been preaching that all season long. That's why he's my number one eagle. I mean, what he said was spot on. And our defense did. They stopped playing. Who did they stop playing for? It's either two people. It's either the coach or Jalen. They got a lot of key people in, in Nick's corner. I really haven't heard much come out with Jalen. And, you know, I don't need an Aristotle's or another Plato here, you know. <laughs> I need an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I don't need I a need poet. Some... I'll, I'll go read poetry, Bobby. I want to watch right. wins. Yeah, touchdowns. Exactly. So, you know, I, 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 I do believe this falls on Jalen, and he's got he's to fess up to what exactly is going on, what happened to him this season, because I don't think the players really played for him. I really don't. And I think, in a sense, you know, 
they just, the whole team just kind of laid down. And I don't think it was against the coach. I think it has to do more with Jalen. It may have, Bobby. And what the amazing part about that, Bobby, we appreciate the call and you listening, is just a year ago, just one year ago, People talked about Jalen as the best leader this franchise has had since Doc. That was said last year. Yes. So something changed over the last... And, and, and that's what I need to find something out. Something changed. And I, my theory, we have a lot of theories in this show, my theory is that he gave up on the coach. And now, is that, that is that professional? Is that what you want to see? I'm not, I'm not condoning that. It's just what I think happened here because I've never seen Hurts have body language like he had on the field the last few weeks to- of the totally season. Totally agree. And that's where I, why I can't be knee-jerky in this in this instance. You know, it's easy to say. It's easy. The easy thing to do right now is to fire the coach without any information, just fire him because he was, he's the guy, he's the head, he blew it. But, okay, say, for instance, we, fought, we, we hire another coach, and just for the sake of this argument, what if it was Jalen? And what if Jalen doesn't what – if, what if the coach cuts Jalen off – in the bathroom or, or, or use the bathroom before Jalen. Jalen gets mad and all of a sudden he doesn't like him anymore. You can't be knee-jerky well, but then you, in this situation. But then you would know, right? It would be the, the, but, the but common denominator would be hurt. But then you, you're taking a chance that you might have fired a good coach. So, Hugh, I, I think that last point's a really good one. If I thought Sirianni was really smart, like if I thought he was a McVay or a Shanahan, I'd be willing to, to work, let it see itself through. Like I got a bright guy here. I don't think we have a really smart coach. I, do you guys? All right, let me ask you guys this: Do you think we will regret so firing? This, do you think we will regret firing Sirianni? Like, do you? Can you envision a scenario where he leaves here, the Chargers hire him, and he wins three Super Bowls? I don't think there's any chance this happens. I just think he goes somewhere else, and he'll be a wide receiver coach somewhere. Like, I, I, I don't think we, we might. So, so what you're at, like? Do you think we would know, regret I don't, it? I don't know. Like I hear what you're saying, Joe, but I don't know if that's a fair assessment. I think I think there's something to Coach Sirianni because he's at this point. He's at he's at this point where he is a head coach. I think there's something to him. Now, if you're asking me to pinpoint that, I don't think I could I could put a finger on that right now. I think he's a good leader of men. I think the guys like him. I think that he's overly passionate. But he's still a young coach. He's still learning. He's still learning. Yeah, I like a lot of people. I'm not putting them in charge of important things. <laughs> I mean, I like there's a lot of nice people running around. <laughs> you you got to be something more than nice you to be are in a charge. Mess. I, I think that. No, this I team's think, a mess. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's salvageable under him. I need to know where the dis- disconnect came between him and the quarterback. That's the biggest thing for me. Where what happened? Where did y'all go wrong? Because they went wrong somewhere. Yeah, they did. Well, they also went wrong on defense. And, and when Angelo was with us about you know half hour ago, if you missed it, rewind on the Odyssey app. Angelo joined us at 11 to give his take on all of this. And he wants to coach fire. But Angelo mentioned the change at defensive coordinator. And he actually blamed that more in the front office. The, you know, the idea of Howie and Jeff maybe pushing Sirianni to move off of Desai for Patricia. Who knows whose actual decision it was. But we do know that it actually didn't work. They got worse on defense the last few weeks. And then we have this yesterday. Darius Slay. Do you hear this? How about this analogy from Slay on why the whole thing with the defensive coordinator didn't go the right way? It's a big move all across the board. You know, I've never been a part of none of that, as in just a whole new coordinator coming in. You know, that's tough, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't control that kind of stuff. I just kind of like, you know, try to do my job the best way I can. But trying to find two identities of a coach is tough. That's like having, like, two marriages. Or the two marriages would probably be the other household. Two personalities of two women. That's tough. <laughs> you know, no offense to the women. 
You know, we do a lot of bad analogies in this show. I feel that, like that is the epitome of a bad analogy. Yeah, I don't know if that's the most challenging part of, of the, the situation he described. I'm not sure. Rubbing if, feet? Yeah, that doesn't seem like the most challenging part of, of, of that particular No, nah, not idea. having two wives. <laughs> I don't think bro, Buddy was reading the room. Like, he, I don't know. I wonder how that flew at home in his house. That's a like you talk about the epitome. Like I make bad analogies, but it's on me. I ain't got nobody that's about to check me about my analogy. I don't know how smoking crack is like a great that. high. Yeah, I got some bad analogies. I know I got some bad analogies, but that one right there, that 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 trumped anything that I've ever said. Yeah, when I think a wife, I don't think that Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think Sean Desai. Uh, yeah. And and not only that, you could tell that that there were two distinct different philosophies going into this mm. which is really tricky like because you wanted to do more man-to-man with personnel that really wasn't man-to-man personnel like i would think that if it's me say for instance if they called me up and said hey Hugh, we want you to be defensive coordinator i'm running the hell out of zone because that like to me that would be the simplest thing that i could do everybody keep everything in front of you like Run! I would run it probably, and this is just me thinking about defense on the fly and simplifying it as much as I possibly can. It ends playing a wide nine, hold the edges, get up the field, play the run on the way to the pass, and everybody else keep everything in front of you. Play, play your different areas. You know, have your zones. You know, and everything, and and, and keep everything in front of you. You know, in retrospect, it also Patricia had no chance. I mean, think about what they asked him to do. They asked him to either change the scheme in the middle of the season or run Sean's and just call the plays in a different order. Yes, that's it. I that's mean, he really, he really had no shot. And then he tried to implement some of his own things and it went to hell because everyone didn't know what they were supposed to do. And they looked out there like they, you know, it's that old thing, Hugh, you always hear this in football. I'm sure your coaches said it. You can't be thinking too much. You got to no, play. Not especially on defense. They man. looked like they were thinking and then they, you know, they, they get run past. And, and you're asking people to fundamentally do things that, that is not a part of their day-to-day you know, when you're asking defensive ends to drop as much as you're asking them to drop and, and play in coverage and asking them to make split-second decisions that a linebacker makes on a day-to-day yeah. basis like because it's, it's second nature to them. You can't do that, man, because, like, I, I think of plays where, you know, they, they caught – they had uh, uh, Hassan Reddick in a pickle where he's in coverage, the quarterback's rolling to his side. Now, instinctually, I want to get to the quarterback. But you know you have to stay in coverage because you're you're part of a, a a system and a fit where if you drop your coverage, that means somebody's behind you and they're going to throw the ball to him. And that's exactly what happened. That's a tough spot to be in. And they were in it in the most important games of the season. I yeah. mean, that, it's not like they made a switch in September so they could figure this out by the time they got to November, December. They did it at at a time where everything mattered. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, let's talk to Herb in the Northeast. Herb, what's up? Herb, kind of early. Morning, gentlemen. Thank you. I do. I like what you've been saying. You're a smart man. You know how to talk. I don't know about that. But? I think you should actually put your resume in down there at Novacare itself. And, and have Joe Giglio calling me an idiot every other day when uh, I screw up? I would rip you. <laughs> Hugh <laughs> is clueless. Hey, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I think you can be the defensive coordinator. He knows how to talk with the brothers. He knows. <laughs> he knows what what it takes to blitz and get to the quarterback because he's been there. Okay, I mean, Steph, I you 
Mr. Sports Fan Club from eighty nine to ninety four. But I believe in I believe Same in I believe in you. I believe in uh, Ike Reese. I don't know. He seems <laughs> he's he's okay with with what he's doing. Trotter maybe Trotter might be a guy that you could bring in as a linebacker coach. But we need we need okay. If Sariani decides that he's going to stay, that that Glory's going to keep him, he needs okay. They need to work with Jalen Hurts on these bliss packages. These teams are coming after him. This morning on ESPN, they had an interview with San Francisco. They said, we, when we beat the Eagles, all these other teams they played, they ran our game plan to beat the Eagles. And that's exactly what happened, okay? And so... I listen to a lot of ESPN, and a lot of them guys are right. The ones that played the game, just like you played the game. The issue is that we, like I talked to you guys yesterday about uh, either you, if there's a blitz coming, you either run or you use a number. It's got to be simplified so that these guys know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's either zero to 49 and then 50 to 99, right? Yep. And each quarter you can change it up. You, you can't take a note to you for your coaching interview? This all yeah. has to be yeah, done that's, that's what I'm over here doing. training camp. This has to be done in training camp. So you don't touch the quarterback, but they run blitzes. They run blitzes in, 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 in preseason. I mean, not preseason, but in training camp. And even in the, the eight, the, when they go out there in May, June. So this is what we're doing this year. Okay? Uh, you know what? They they got a fair. I like this coaching staff that Herb puts together. Herb, we appreciate it. So he's got you. Are you the head coach? Is that what he was getting no, at? No, that's not going to happen. Well, I, you I, can I hire you Seth this. and Ike. You got you come with a good staff. Well, I tell you, if you may be the head coach, I'm definitely hiring Seth and Ike. I'm because de- and because after probably a year, we're probably going to be out of there. But I'm going to make sure all my friends get golden parachutes. That's what they call them, right? Golden parachutes. Golden parachutes. Yeah, to get yes. the money on the way out. Yeah, the money on the way out. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Who's your offensive coordinator? Who's my offensive coordinator? Yeah. You know, we try to get Brian Westbrook, but he costs too much. Okay. I want to coaching money. put that in my mouth. Right so we're now. gonna go Richie? with John Richie. Okay, we we'll go with John Richie. We'll run the like, ball then. We'll definitely run the ball. Th- this is why I feel like whom- whomever we get at offensive coordinator with Coach Sirianni as the head coach, I think this is a fixable thing. The one thing, what's the one thing that we all cried about or screamed about that we should have did that we did not do? Run the ball. We run the ball a lot more than we have. I think this offense is fixable. And we can still be one of those prolific offenses, but we have to incorporate more creativity in the run game. Now, one thing I would do if I was an offensive coach, I mean, excuse me, if I was a head coach, I would get, I would bring back Swift and I would get another back to compliment him. I would get a back. Similar to, because I'm familiar with him, a Tyler Algier. Ground and pound. Ground and pound. Ground and pound. And I would still, because see, what that's going to do for me is that's going to make him have that single high safety to walk that, up, that other safety down, and you're going to have to respect the run 
Now, there are going to be some play. I'm not going to run Jalen as much, but he will be a threat to be a mobile quarterback. See, so, yeah, he, I'll do that. Here's what we do. If this happens, could you imagine how many drops we would have of, of things you said at a press conference that we would just rip apart? Yeah. I mean, we would be all That's over it. That's why I wouldn't be long for this job. We would be all <laughs> over it. I'd say, Kyle, did you hear what you said after that game last night? Let's rip him to start the I'd show be, tomorrow. Yeah, we, I, uh, I, I, it'd be a mess. All right, 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. We'll come back. Your phone calls here. Does Sirianni deserve a shot to come back and fix this? I say no. Hugh is on yes. And Kyle is too. I mean, these guys have gone soft. I even tried to bring Angelo on to, to, to right the ship here. We need a new coach. And that coach, well, Peter King talked about him this morning. On with to Cameron Ritchie, who it should be. Things are heating up with the biggest name on the market. But some people out there believe he'd be a big fit here. We'll talk about it all. 215-592-9494. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. The future of joint pain relief is here and it's QC Kinetics. Now, let me just say something real quick because I've been getting a lot of heat from people saying that I, I don't know what a marathon is. I do know what a marathon is. And I know I was being a little bit facetious when I said that. Okay, maybe a half a marathon or maybe even a 5K. But you get what I'm talking about. Joint pain is no joke. And QC Kinetics up to this point, I feel pretty good. I have another treatment that I have to do, but right now I am in a good spot. My knees feel better. Can't wait for that third treatment. And, okay, maybe it's going to be a 5K. It's not going to be a marathon. It'll probably be a 5K. But this is not a Band-Aid, people. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you back in the game. If you like to work out, this is a plan that can help you out tremendously. You know your body already has what it needs to restore and repair itself. And QC Kinetics can make that happen for you. This is no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. That's the best part about it, no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived. Hundreds of board-certified QC Kinetic providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America, and you could be one of them. If you got hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury, you need to give my friends at QC Kinetics a call. Get on the board today for a free consultation. That's 215-999-3000. 215-999-3000. Two one five nine 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 three thousand. QC Kinetics. Check them out.